welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Best of All Possible Podcast. I am your host, Robert Weathers, and as you know, we here in Williamsburg, Virginia at Panglossian Productions have a love for the weird. We love the unproduced and underproduced, and of course, we love 10-minute plays. And we'll bring you a brand new 10-minute play every two weeks in our season of 2020 here on the Best of All Possible Podcast, and joining us to do that this week is none other than Sharon Hollins. Hi, Sharon! Hi! Welcome back, Sharon. Thank you. We missed you last week. I'm sure you did. Oh, yes, of course. So, uh, Sharon, I have a question for you that is tangentially related to the play that we're going to read here this week. Uh, What do you think about hipster fashion? I'm not sure what it is, so you might have to... So, hipster fashion is, uh, this is going to sound very familiar later on, but uh, men with with beards, uh, knit beanies, um, skinny jeans... uh, Anybody want to throw anything else here? Go ahead and speak. Uh, Flannel, suspenders. Flannel, yes. Mustache with a lot of wax. Lots of, yeah. Yeah, kind of lumberjack chic, but like not trying to be lumberjack chic. Bow ties, I feel. Bow ties. I like bow ties. I'll go ahead and throw that out there. I think you seem to be describing many people I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think skinny jeans should go the way of the bustle. Um, I don't think they're good for anybody. Oh, um, <laughs> hard to say. It. Yeah, um, I, I think skinny jeans are evil. Uh, I, I've never really considered hipster fashion much. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, since I haven't really had to have a description of what it was. Um, I think it's a little weird, but I also think every time period has a fashion that comes along that somebody thinks is kind of weird, and uh-huh. eventually it goes away. This is true. I think this will probably be the same Neon uh, in the, the same for this fashion. You know. <laughs> I, I ask you this, Sharon, because we're going to read a play this evening called Beardy McBearderson by Jeremy Keyhole. Keyhole, excuse me, not Keyhole. Keyhole, K-E-H-O-E. We're sorry. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> um, and uh, joining Sharon here tonight is returning guest Joseph Ziarco. Hey, Joe. Hey. <laughs> Joe, I see you're wearing a plaid flannel over there. Uh, my jeans are only marginally skinny. I left my knit cap in the car, and my own personal choice to wear fingerless gloves has been one for many, many years prior to any popularity that it is currently trending. Here's a very important question, Joe. Uh, are your jeans yours, or are they your girlfriend? Well, excuse me, fiancés. Uh, these current ones are mine. Uh, notice he implied that there are jeans he wears that are, in fact, hers. <laughs> we wear the same size jeans. Uh, I know this for a fact. Wow. Yes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's great radio. <laughs> so, uh, also, uh, joining us here is not Joe's fiance, Emily Doherty. Hey! <laughs> Emily, what do you think about this hipster fashion, these youngins, these kids? Well, these I'm days? Uh, currently wearing skinny jeans. Oh. Uh, I, I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's another generation trying to express themselves. So, like, yeah, every generation does something stupid, like Sharon said. And so, you know, let them learn from the mistake in 20 years when they look back on the pictures and go, ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, if you were born in the 70s or Y'all, 80s or 90s. I don't understand just, 80s you know. fashion. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't get it, but that's okay because I didn't really live through it. But so. don't, you think, don't you think 80s fashion is really heavily reflected 
now? Yes, and it terrifies me. Mom jeans, especially, right? There are some super back. Weird things that are coming back. Like like the 90s choker things that we all had as small children. Are they really? Oh Oh my god, they're back. And and scrunchies. Scrunchies are back. Banana clips are back. Like, like. I'm okay with all of this. So I'm I'm the odd man out? Okay. I want to live in my so-called life. So Shut up fine. and drink your surge, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that was funnier than I guess it was. All right. So, uh, everybody, we, today we're going to be reading a play called Beardy McBeardison by Jeremy Kehoe. Uh, if you are listening at home for the first time, this will be a cold read for our actors. They do not know what this play is about. They know who they are playing just because I sent them a message earlier today. But for you at home, I'm going to assign the roles just now. And also, we will read the description given to us by the author. Uh, first, uh, Emily, if you would be so kind as to read Privilege... Privilege is 20s-ish, self-described vlogger searching for her next-door blind date at a cafe where live streaming, uh, while live streaming it all on her phone for her followers. Her mom always said, Privilege, if you think you deserve it, I'll give it to you. Privilege did, and mom gave. What's next door? It, that's a oh, oh next, next door is is, uh, is the social media uh, that ah. she's using. In, in ah, yes. not the only one. Yay. No, no, no. no I, I do like, believe it's it, not Tinder. It's not Bumble. <laughs> no, next, excuse me. I'm sorry. Next door is a fictional, uh, as far as I'm aware, Got fictional. It. I'm 35, y'all. Uh, it's, a fi- <laughs> it's not fictional. Oh, well, oh, it's my, not fictional. My, my what's that? Oh, I think it's the neighborhood. Sorry, it's a social media app or website for your neighborhood. So you, you, you use it based on your address. Is that- I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, so just just as somebody, the only person here who's read this, I'm not sure that that's the social media that we're talking about here. I know I, I know next door neighbor, uh, next door is okay. in that sense. But anyways, uh, Joe, if you would be so kind as to read. She met, she's going on a date with somebody she met on next door. Right. right. Gotcha. Correct. I've seen the app. Thank you. That my uh, the peanut gallery is <laughs> a very good uh, Twitter account called Best of Next Door. You should check it out. Okay. Oh, by the way, that's uh, Rachel, our stage manager. Anyways, so uh, Emily, if you'll please read Privilege. Uh, Joe, if you would be so kind as to read hashtag Conformity Nonconformity. That's the character's name. Hashtag Conformity Nonconformity. He is described as a bearded, beanie-wearing guy with a man bun who wears flannel ironically and reflexively doles out bro handshakes. Are you sure you meant for me to read this one? Is this not Sharon's? No, uh, uh, no Joe, I just kind of... <laughs> Everyone points at Joe. <laughs> and Sharon, if you would be so kind as to read Mary. Mary is the hostess at the cartoonishly hip hashtag no filter cafe, where all the men look like the cast of Spielberg's AI swallowed Attack of the Clones and shit out the hipster matrix. Uh, she's seen the face she's seen the face in phoners come and go and is ready to weep for our collective future in the corner. So, uh, gentlemen and ladies, I, uh, everyone who's listening, I will read the stage directions for you. Uh, and without further ado, we present to you Beardy McBearderson by Jeremy Kehoe. Lights up on Mary, mid-30s, standing behind a restaurant hostess stand. Privilege, mid-20s, enters in mid-conversation with her phone. So, yeah, hi, everyone. Little nervy nervy here. Surprise! <laughs> Not. Can you blame me if I was, though? What human wouldn't be? I mean, like, this guy could be completely the one for me. Soulmate, imagine? 
me with my own Netflix account, raising chickens and homeschooling my 2.2 non-gender free-range kids on YouTube. Who is this, like, adult who invaded me all of a sudden? Freaky deaky extra squeaky, right? God, I'm turning into my mom. Sick. What is happening? Ew, gross. TMI. Gag. Privilege purses her lips and flashes an exaggerated smile. Oh my god. Check it out, everyone. Conformist at 12 o'clock. Privilege points the phone at Mary for a few seconds, then turns the phone back on herself. How do I look? Look at all those hearts. This is going to be amazing. I love you all. Privilege walk, uh, walks up to Mary, her face down in her phone, typing and chuckling. Good morning. Welcome to... Privilege puts her hands up, stopping Mary. <laughs> I'm live right now. Privilege stops looking at her phone, then raises it and points it at Mary. When she sees Mary through the phone, she puts the phone down. I'm to I to just totally made you famous. You're welcome. I'm a vlogger. I have 3,000 followers, but they're niche market followers, so that's like 3 million and people who matter followers. And just a suggestion, but you may want to rethink that outfit if you want to trend. How can I help? So, hi. How are you? I'm privileged. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Love, love, love. You're here to meet someone. How do I look? You look... I'm not asking you. So rude. I'm asking my followers. Oh, hearts, hearts, hearts. Privilege, put your phone down to address Mary. So I'm looking for someone. He's an Instagram influencer. He sells socks on Etsy. He sells socks? Not socks. Sock. You know, hello, as in single sock? Nobody wears matching socks anymore. They don't? I thought the whole point of having socks was having two of them. Um, gee, let me see. I don't know. Maybe because this is the 21st century, maybe? I'm, like, literally losing my mind going insane right now. Am I being kutchered right now? I have no idea what that means. Of course you don't. Is he here? What's his name? His name? I have no idea. His handle, soy boy, bathroom, trending, bonding, bending, never trending. That's quite a mouthful. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have missed the hashtag memo. Is there, like, a character limit on handles now all of a sudden? Privilege turns away, looks into her phone, primps herself, and starts talking. So I just legitimately met, like, a total, like, actual triceratops or whatever they, th who thinks that, get this, socks should match and there should be, like, a law putting character limits on Instagram handles. Crazy. What's next? Plastic straws, y'all? Stay tuned, y'all. She turns back to Mary. There's, uh, so is he here? There's no soy boy toilet. Bathroom bending never trending. Yeah, right. There isn't one of those on our reservation list. This is hashtag no filter, isn't it? Don't tell me my Uber. This is hashtag no filter. You're in the right place. There's just no one with that name. Handle. Sorry, handle on our reservation list. That's not possible. We're supposed to meet here. Here, look, he DM'd me. She shows, she shows her her phone. What does that say? How about hashtag no filters? That's me. Say 1030... Avoid the brunchers. Just threw up a little in my mouth. A little, uh, little O L. And what did he type back? The letter K. That's a date. It's a letter. Privilege pulls the phone away. I don't.
don't know what to tell you. Perhaps you could... Oh my god, that food looks amazing. Privilege takes a few quick steps downstage and begins snapping photos into the audience with her phone. Miss, please don't bother the... Can't hear you. Slipping into triple X food porn coma. So delish. Mary guides Privilege, who keeps typing and looking into her phone back upstage. Hearts, hearts, so many hearts. Hi. Perhaps if you told me what your friend looks like, I can... Oh, according to his next door profile pic, he's a bearded beanie wearing guy with a man bun he's had for like five years before anybody thought MBs would be like an everywhere on everyone thing. But he's not going to cut his just because it's trending over trending all of a sudden, right? I mean, why should he be the victim? How's that fair? And he's wearing a flannel. A flannel. Ironically. Of course. Because. Of the irony. Got it. Oh, and he's starting an arm tattoo an arm sleeve tattoo of random images lacking any theme context cultural relevance or personal meaning but now he's thinking about having them removed because like everyone has two tattoos now so you know where's the counterculture in that i don't have any tattoos i don't do tattoos but i'm pierced like everywhere here look please no she shows her phone don't go all rated g-a-a-r-p on me that's a lot of holes Does your mother know you're a human voodoo doll? Are you kidding? She's my number one Instagram super fan. Mom always said, privilege, if you think you deserve it, I'll give it to you. I did. And she gave. And look at you now. I know. So? So? Have you seen anyone who looks like that? You've just described every single man in here. Literally. Look around. This place looks like the cast of Spielberg's AI swallowed Attack the Clones and shit out the hipster matrix. Wow. Someone's old and bitter. More like middle-aged and mindful. Okay, I don't understand two-thirds of what you just said, but the third I did get totally made no sense. Because your eyes are up your ass. Um, well, for the record, I was literally conceived in the theater during the Matrix, so let's just say that I think I know something a little bit more about it than you do, okay? A bearded, beanie-wearing man with a man bun wearing flannel. In- oh my god, there he is! Hi! Hello, hey! Sup? He gives Privilege a bro handshake and inadvertently pulls her phone from her hand. He stops, realizes it, and hands the phone back to Privilege. Sorry, bro hug reflex. Oh, that's okay. I don't mind. Your soy boy bathroom bending never trending, right? Nah. I'm hashtag formity nonconformity. Are you sure? She shows him her phone. You look just like him. That's not me. I'm not him. Wait. At least I don't think that's me. I don't think I'm him. Am I? If anybody needs me, I'll be weeping silently for our collective future in the corner. Thanks for making nihilism great again. Privilege and hashtag conformity nonconformity look at each other, confused, and then turn to their phones and begin typing, searching for the definition of nihilism. Oh, yeah, well, thanks for nothing. Yeah, well, thanks for nothing. Exactly! Go! Bye! See ya! Have fun on Facebook, mom jeans. Have fun in hell, Spongebob smugrats. Thanks. Mary, Mary starts to exit. Thanks for the budget deficit. And climate change. Mary stops. You know, there are some days you meet people who make you say, Fuck it! Let's accelerate, go- uh, accelerate global warming. Thanks for being them. I'm gonna make you a couple of cold smoothies. You'll love it. Everybody will. Trust me. Sounds terrible. 
Greatest Generation, my ass, right? So right. The Greatest Generation fought World War II. Read a book written before you were born. Read a book. Hearts, hearts, hearts. Mary uh, exits, mumbling. Pucks. Right? I'm hashtag nonconformity, nonconformity. You so totally are. I'm privileged. I can tell. And like, can I just say, hello, my God, your sideburns, Max adorbs. Yeah, I know. Cool, right? Everybody had them, and I was like, nah. And then nobody had them, so I was like, hey, window. And I decided I was going to be the one to bring them back again. Sweet, right? Not as sweet as that jacket. It isn't leather, is it? Vintage. Cow died way before I knew anything about it. But I couldn't let it go to waste, right? Sustainers gotta sustain. Privilege squeezes her eyes tight. I'm terrifying myself to ask, but do you feel the burn? I yearn for the burn. It was totally his turn. I can't. (laughs) If he gets Hillaryed again this year, I'm gonna cyber protest so hard. I'll never vote again. Ever. Ever. (laughs) The two began typing feverishly on their phones, then paused to snap off a series of selfies. They stop and take pictures of each other, and then slowly close in on each other. They are still taking pictures until they are chest to chest. They intertwine phone arms, taking pictures, and begin a slow, erotic social media dance, twirling and snapping pictures until it crescendos in a climactic, orgasmic dip. That was amazing. amazing. They pull out matching vape pins, inhale, and sigh in content. Look at that love. So much love. Privilege takes a video selfie. Someone's in love. So, just so you know, I've recently entered a completely evolved mind space. Kind of like a multidimensional portal, like beyond this banality, you know? And... As totally upfront member of the progressive male species, I feel uh, obligated to inform you that I've recently developed a severe allergy to adult-onset monogamous relationships. It's just like my body... It's just like my body is super dope and 100% tapping my mind on the shoulder like, Hey, tap, tap. I'm totally signed up for any of this at this moment in time, you know? That my conscious... And unconscious needs to be like, chill, Han Solo, for like 14 parsecs in the here and now in order for me to optimize my past, present, and future potential. I hope that's not a problem. Problem? Yeah, no, me too. I mean, like, I'm totally evolved. More like still evolving, you know? Marriage and true love are so friendster, right? I can't imagine. Cool. Cool. The two start scrolling through their phones. But can you imagine how amazing this wedding dress would look? On my Pinterest board. Hashtag conformity, nonconformity backs away. Pinterest. Yeah, Pinterest. I love Pinterest. Pinterest is awesome. Why don't you uh, text me a link or something? A text? I don't really read my texts, though. Oh, no. I, I know. Me neither. Nobody does. Privilege and hashtag conformity, nonconformity smile. Then Privilege looks past him. Oh, my God. Is that like your brother? I, I'm 
Don't know. He's kind of hot. Hotter, maybe? What do you think? I'm not really... Privilege walks downstage past him, aiming her phone at the audience. Not you. You. Wait, I don't even have a brother. Lights out. End of play. (laughs) All right. So now we have entered into the part of the show where we're going to have a discussion about the play that we just read. And I'm super excited to start with our person in the new special chair, Sharon. What are your first thoughts about the play? This can be as simple as I liked it, I didn't like it. Just let me... uh, uh, Sorry, there's a little little bit of a crisis going on. Sharon, what are your thoughts about the play? Uh, um, Apparently I'm a triceratops. Um. Uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. Thanks for agreeing with that. Uh, um, um, I, I want to kill these people. Okay. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Um, and yet I feel like I know some of them. But maybe not yeah. quite to this degree. But yeah, they're definitely. Yeah. So you see and these people walking fashion, around. It's not it's, fashion. I mean, to me, it's not fashion. It's the whole. The whole thing. The. The. The, the broad scope of it. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, I guess the fashion's part of it, but it just, it's, to me, it's more the technology than the fashion, but oh, yeah, I apparently see. I'm a triceratops, <laughs> so, in my mom jeans with them. In her mid-thirties. I know. <laughs> no, I'm I know. Her, that, <laughs> to my core. Also, I, I think he's trying to talk about millennials, but is not understanding the fact that millennials are an older generation that what he's referencing mm-hmm. are the they most, though yeah millennials aren't in their in their young 20s anymore and most of the stuff that is referenced in here is not modern like technology apps that people are using so i felt like somebody's trying to satire something but they don't know the thing they're trying to in, in fairness uh we, i don't know exactly when this play was written and uh, social fair. media has changed in the past couple of years but uh i i your point is taken emily uh, Joe, what are your first impressions of the play? I, I kind of have to agree. I feel like this is one of those uh, criticisms of when a male author tries to write a female character and, and clearly misses the mark. Um, I absolutely see uh, what is trying to be lampooned here, and I had a ton of fun reading for it. Don't get me wrong, but it, it does uh, hit as, as uh, aping a language you don't quite understand. So let me, let me ask y'all a question here. Um, clearly, this is, as Joe said, to use Joe's word, it's a lampooning of modern uh, young people. Relationships, right? and, interactions, and, yeah. Uh, is there anything deeper than that happening here? Do you see anything deeper than that happening here? I don't. I think that maybe you're trying to, but you never mm-hmm. got there because you don't understand the culture you're trying to parody. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like even in the sort of like selfie culture, you're, you're, instead of trying to get to something deeper, you're like making fun of the few things about that generation that they seem to actually care about. Like, yeah, it just didn't feel like, it really didn't feel like you were trying for anything other than like, let's make fun of this generation for 10 minutes. Okay. You know, I, and okay, I'm a triceratops, but and I don't understand all that culture, but I think a lot of it was piled on for this because of that. I think, uh, I don't know that it's not so much that the culture is not understood as it is showing how, how much of it there is. That didn't make any sense. 
Um, but I think that we've done other, um, you know, satirical and lampooning short plays um, on this podcast before. And I'm trying to think back to the one, uh, but it, it, it was last year sometime. And it was clear that it was uh, putting, I think, the Trump administration kind of in its sights. And I think we said something similar about that one, which is it, it kind of hit just shallow. It's not that what is being lampooned doesn't deserve it. It's just that maybe it was a little light in its depth, a little shallow in its its understanding or or criticism of. Yeah, it felt like there was there was really a lack of a point to the criticism. Yeah. Like it really, I didn't find any any real reason. I don't know. Like I said earlier, everybody, every generation has something stupid they've done. And if you're taking an entire generation for their stupidest things, then that to me is not a comment on that generation. That's a comment on your lack of ability to see a generation for everything they've done. But it's what every generation does. Yeah. So let me ask, let me ask you this question. Do you think that you could do this same play with the same uh, intent, get the same thing out of it, but replace it with a, a girl in a flowing dress with a peace sign necklace. Yes. Uh, do you think so? And the same with the man, you know, a yeah. male dress just in the same way? Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, we... I we feel s- like if you replace the cultural signifiers... Well, yes, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe. Um, but I think the the um, kind of criticism might be the same. Is it doing anything more than to say, hey, boy, these hippies are sure weird or these cyberpunks of the 80s I mean, are so weird or the 90s kids and their grunge are so weird? I mean, you go, you find it in every century with older generations commenting on younger generations. I think it's funny, though, because oftentimes when you look back on that, it's the older generations who get sort of like, man, they, you know, they are the ones who look foolish for their commentary on, you know, commenting on how many people are reading on trains these days because they can't look up from their newspapers. And today we're like, wow, that's so silly. Reading on a newspaper on a train is such a, uh, academic thing to do. Why would they make fun of people? So mm-hmm. I feel like this is in that same vein that in a hundred years, people are going to look back and be like, man, it doesn't look foolish because of the younger generations. It looks foolish because of the commentary on the younger generations. So, uh, thank you for your comments on that guys. I have a question for you and uh, to be perfectly honest with you, the reason that I chose this play is because of a specific stage direction in the play, and I want to hear your thoughts about it. So I'm going to read the stage direction. There's actually two separate stage directions, so I'm going to read them both now. Uh, it's towards the end. You might be able to guess what it is. The two begin typing feverish, feverishly on their phones, then pause to snap off a series of selfies. They stop and take pictures of each other, then slowly close in on each other, still taking pictures until they are chest to chest. They intertwine phone arms, taking pictures and begin a slow, erotic social media dance, twirling and snapping pictures until it crescendos in a climactic, orgasmic dip. So I'm interested from your director's perspective, if you were directing this show, can you describe to me what's happening here? Obviously, there's a good deal that's being physically described here, but can you give me some more detail about what your vision of this climactic orgasmic dip and the uh, the erotic social media dance? That's the phrase I really love in this, erotic social media dance, uh, what it would look like. Emily, you look like you're leaning towards the mic. Oh, am I? Oh. <laughs> I'm picturing the erotic social media dance. Does anybody want to? Does anybody want to tackle that? I actually don't see it as an. Uh, so, what I see, ha- and I'm 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 the old one here. I'm I'm Gen X, but what what stands out to me is that social media and this sort of thing does not ar- allow 
for an erotic dance. It's a solo dance. It's uh-huh. it's it's um it's self love, not. <laughs> So in in that, <laughs> I was gonna say, but that's that that comes back to this argument all the time of like, oh, look at those uh, kids who are on their phones; they're not talking to anybody when really they're you know talking to five of their friends at once. Well, they're not talking to their friends. Well, their friends aren't there, so they're able to connect with people you know who aren't there in a way. And I think this is that that classic generational uh, gap because I think that that's one of the most ridiculous. Like I, I'm far more in contact with. Friends from college who I don't see, they live in New York City. I've been chatting with them all night via text message. Well, that's why you've been so distracted. Was I? Whatever, Joe. <laughs> no. I think, I think that it's interesting. Uh, first of all, I think that um, it would be really interesting if the, the author actually, like, you can see what people look like when they're taking selfies, and they look ridiculous. They don't look erotic. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. have you ever yeah. seen people on the street trying to get that perfect angle? Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. a whole thing about, like, the Instagram boyfriend. boyfriend. Yes, that's, yeah. Um, which is maybe something that if you're going to write this piece, you should look into because it's sort of... Um, I mean, it looks ridiculous, but um, I don't know. I think that, yes, there is an element there of like um, like self-love, if that's what you want to call it, if you're trying to go for the best um, picture to please your social media followers. Um, but also, I think that it would be a real mistake to say that people don't use social media as a means for deeper communication. Um yeah. Also, I just as one last thing, 3000 followers is not a lot. So like if you want to <laughs> yeah, be an influencer, you're not you're not doing it yeah. right. Y'all. Well, she does she does make the point that that, that they're niche a followers, micro right? influencer, so, which is 10,000 uh-huh. followers actually by media standards in case anybody wants to know. Um, <laughs> I only figured out how to attach or to uh connect my Bluetooth to the car that I drive like a few weeks ago. Y'all, so. It took me like 20 minutes to figure out how to insert a picture into my email this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a, yeah, I'm a millennial. I guess I have an excuse. So anyways, all right. Well, thanks guys for your commentary. I really appreciate you coming tonight. Let's make sure we th- uh, thank Jeremy Kehoe for Beardy McBearderson. Thank you so much. And thank you to Sharon and Joe and Emily for joining us. Thank you, Rachel, our stage manager. And of course, let's make sure we thank the sound techs who shall not be named. Ooh. Ooh. Mysterious and sexy. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. You can listen to us on podbean.com on, I almost said Napster, y'all. Wow. Uh, On, 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 I'm a, now I'm the Triceratops, Sharon. <laughs> you can listen to us also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you take a second to look in the description because our Patreon link is down below. For as little as $3 a month, you can help support this podcast and help us support uh, new works from writers from across the globe he, uh, that will be read here in Williamsburg, Virginia and broadcast to you wherever you are. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Bye! Bye. <laughs> Bye.